0: Hey, welcome to After Hours here on Barbecue Nation. I'm JT in the Tornado It Studios, and we're talking with Adrian Miller, the author of Black Smoke, a brand new book, great book. Um, I found myself, I gotta tell you this, Adrian, I found myself uh, taking this book and like sitting outside on our patio because we've had some really nice weather. Uh, today is crappy, of course, because I had to come into the studio, but um, we've had some really nice weather and I found myself just sitting out there, just kind of reading and really absorbing all this. And and then I would look up and there's some of my grills and smokers and stuff off to my right. And I would go, hmm, that gives me an idea, <laughs> you know, and I would. Yeah. And my wife would come out and say, aren't you supposed to be, you know, prepping for a show? And I'd say, I am. I am. I am. So. That's great. I love that. It, it's uh, it's all good. What was the um, what was perhaps the strangest thing you found out in researching the book?
1: Oh man, um, kind of the nefarious side of barbecue. Because yeah. um, you know when we think of barbecue, we think about just like coming together, having fun, great food. Sure. But the fact that, uh, you know, barbecue was associated with lynching um, and and during slavery, how, you know, some sadistic things were described as barbecue things done to human beings. Yeah. Like, man, didn't expect that. And I went back and forth on whether even to include that in the book. But I just decided, uh, let me do it. Um, And then on on the fun side of the equation, it was just like uh, just realizing that Memphis is the barbecue equivalent of funky Town. Yeah. I mean, there's so much interesting stuff, you know, barbecue bologna, barbecue spaghetti, you know, it was kind of fun to just kind of suss out the history of those things.
0: Hell, they have barbecue lettuce there. I mean, come on, (laughs) you know, I mean, really? Uh, Yeah. I had, I had Reichlin on the show last week and he was like, he just, his new book was how to barbecue vegetables, you know? Oh, okay. And, and it's a great book and it's got a lot of fun stuff in it and all that. and, but when you get down to like smoking lettuce, I have to draw the line. I got to tell you, I got to draw the line when you're smoking lettuce. You know, it it it's it's not something I really want to go out and have for dinner. I'm just going to tell you. Yeah, I feel you. I feel. You. <laughs> After you know, you've had a quite uh, an interesting and very well experienced life between the your work in, in politics, your work as an author, you know, you've piddled around being a barbecue judge. And I say that sincerely and sweetly. I don't, you know, I'm not discounting your time as that. And, you know, and (laughs) you've gone and worked on some teams and it's a little different being a judge than working on some teams and stuff like that. What would you recommend to people if they, I think you're going to sell a lot of these books because not just from the barbecue aspect, but from the historical aspect and then the African-American aspect. But what would you tell people if you really they really want to get involved in grilling and smoking and and doing this stuff? What would you tell them?
1: I would tell them, you know what, there's so much information, great information on the web now that you should really invest some time and go in a place like, you know, dot you know, the stuff that meathead is putting out sure. um, the videos. I mean, there's just so much now there's really actually no excuse not to be good at making barbecue if you really want to get into it. Right. Um, and I would, I would really say that. And then the other thing is I would say just, you know, be forgiving of yourself, but just get out there and just do some trial and error and maybe develop your own style.
0: Yeah. Um, it's yeah. the only way it's going to get done.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: You know, you're not um, you're not going to have this inherent skill from the first time you fire up a bag of Kingsford charcoal, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, and I would say if possible, I mean, there's so many gadgets now and stuff like that. But if you could just get the old school feel, you know, um, you can do it on one a kettle grill or, you yeah. know, I would say do it in an oil drum smoker. But just try the old school barbecue give it a shot.
0: Yeah. Did you grow up on that you, you were saying earlier in the regular show that your dad had a uh a double barrel kind of old school smoker? Is that how you grew up with barbecue when you had it?
1: Uh no. So before that, we had kind of a I think it was called charbroil grill. Um but you know, was a charcoal grill, but it was a kind of like the self-contained unit. So Sure. Uh it really wasn't until after I came back from college that my dad had that oil drum smoker which he had a friend uh, custom built for him. But yeah, um, you know, I I grew up on that on um, basically like charcoal cooking uh, kind of, kind of barbecue, yeah, um, direct heat, not not the offset smoker uh, technique that's so popular these days.
0: Yeah, that 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 direct heat thing didn't work out too good for my family, but uh, on some of those <laughs> Sunday dinners, but yeah, the corn was always good. Man, my mom could corn, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. <laughs> The, and and the also one I forgot to cover this actually in the regular show but um you you, you know when you ca- you're talking about pits or digging a hole in the ground like that and and if you were talking to um <clears throat> people of Spanish descent they would say that was barbacoa um right. like, uh, but it's interesting how they all crossed crossed over and I don't I think I think the United States is the end result of that I think that over the centuries, um, you know, it, it's been different. You were also talking about, I've, I mean, I've, I know you've been there. I've been there to where they bury a pig in the ground or something like that in the Middle East, you know, not a very yeah. nice thing to say, but they would cook goats that way. I went to a goat grab as the, we called it in the, uh, in Saudi Arabia and, the only thing that I didn't like about it is everybody reached in with their hands and took what they wanted. That
1: Oh, really?
0: Yeah, that that wasn't that wasn't my highlight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that's hence the name goat grab. But it was, uh, right. you know, a couple of hundred guys out in the desert with a tent and there were dancing girls and they were cooking this stuff and the food was fine, you know. But when uh-huh. it came time to serve... There it
1: was. Boom. So you're just telling me you don't like that, uh, quote unquote, extra seasoning,
0: huh? No, 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 no. Okay. And I'm a pretty adventuresome fellow, but that Mm -hmm. one one I had to draw the line at. I just like, Uh, you know. Understood, understood. Knife and fork, please. Thank you very much. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) How do you think we can beat back stereotypes and stuff?